as entrepreneurs, we're told over and over again, we've got to have a brand. We've got to have a personal brand. We've got to stand out. We've got to differentiate ourselves from the crowd. I don't know about you, but I've heard that probably a million times. AES Nation, we're all about results. And I've got one of the number one personal branding experts in the world. He's got the number one company in the world, so he should be the number one expert. He's a three-time Emmy Award winner. He's gone ahead and one of the biggest things on branding is books. He is a co-author of 36 books and he has a new book that we're going to share with you that's on the Wall Street Journal bestselling list right now. He is someone who's going to show you how, by the end of this podcast, how to accelerate your success by developing your personal brand. I'm John Bowen, AES Nation. Stay tuned. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard, watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. Wow, Nick, Nathan, uh, Nick, thank you for joining me today. You know, I feel. You know, you and I have known each other for a number of years. Uh, I know I've, I've given some good introductions in the past of other people, um, but yours, I've watched you accomplish almost all of this, Nick, and it's, it's pretty amazing. You know, why don't you share with us a little bit, you know, you don't wake up as a kid and say, hey, I'm going to be a personal branding expert. Give me a little bit of the background before we dive into how our fellow entrepreneurs can get some results. Sure thing. Well, I mean... <clears throat> Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, and it's been fun to kind of watch your uh, your business grow as well. So, you know, I started out as a musician, started playing guitar at six, started songwriting at 16, put out my first record at 18, of which there's still about 800 copies under my parents' bed. Why? Because I didn't know how to market, and now that I do, I know I wanted to stay there for a long, long time. But <clears throat> I... Um, you know, I went off to undergrad at the University of Florida, got an undergrad degree in finance, went on to law school. I only went to law school because I wanted to be the president of a record label. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, um, was teaching tennis lessons, making 100 bucks an hour at 12 or 13, teaching 10 kids for 10 bucks in the same same group. And then I was a, a clown of all things because I could make 150 bucks an hour when I was uh, in my sophomore year of high school. So always been an entrepreneur, always been into music really and entertainment. And so what really happened is I went to law school because I wanted to be the president of a record label and that whole business kind of crumbled while I was in law school. Thankfully, it's looking up again now and I'm still pretty involved in music. But, you know, I uh, my business partner who's been my mentor for a long time said, Nick, if you would just do uh, the exact same thing uh, for business people that you were doing for bands, uh, you would you know, you'd be happier, you'd probably make more money, and you'd feel less like you were babysitting because these people are actually responsible for themselves. So uh, I, I took that hint, we tested it, it worked really well, we built my brand first, uh, then we wrote a book called Celebrity Branding You, really how to become a celebrity in your own industry. Uh, we hit seven bestseller lists, uh, and now we've been able to help over 2,200 clients in 33 countries all around the world. Uh, utilize these same strategies to become a celebrity in their business. And I'm not talking to celebrity like a, 
a Paris Hilton, a Kim Kardashian. You know, I mean, if that's what you uh, strive for, go for it. But I'm talking about how to become the best known person in your industry so you can help. Yeah, the most and, and let's let's take I mean, you said an awful lot. And uh, most of us, you know, uh, don't want to uh, as entrepreneurs want to become Paris Hilton. But what we do want to do is we want to go ahead and we want to make a difference. And to make a difference, we have got to stand out from the crowd. We all know that we've heard it over and over and over again. And one of the things as entrepreneurs, at least what I've found, and it's really gaining an understanding that business is like entertainment and, you know, the parallels. I mean, you you did it through your mentor. You know, you've been delivering it a lot. You learn kind of how to make that, create that awareness in the entertainment industry. And it's it's really the same here in the, uh, you know, in, in traditional entrepreneurs, whether you're selling widgets or professional services. Yeah, how do you see those parallels and our fellow entrepreneurs you know, being able to leverage this? Well, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, the same principles. Every business at the core has, you know, it's more similar than it is different. So if I'm selling records or music, I mean, it's, it's, it's different than selling, I don't know, uh, consulting services. But is it really? Because really what I need to do is I need to, I need to sell somebody something. I need to have retention. I need to deliver it in a timely fashion, in the in the in the way that they expected, and the way that I promised. And and the more I can build up buzz, the more people want it. The more I can build scarcity. So it really, is it's all the same stuff, man. It's just you know, music sounds really sexy, but I can tell you, uh, traveling in a tour bus with eight dudes for weeks on end is not all that sexy. Um, the the thing about personal branding that I that I really look at this and kind of what we call celebrity branding is, you know, the clients that I like to work with are people who. They're looking for more than just success, right? They are. They're looking for significance, and you could you could want significance in, in many ways. But most of the people who I work with, they want significance so that they can actually significantly affect the lives of other people. And at the end of the day, if if you're really good at what you do, but you're stuck in a basement somewhere and people don't really know who you are, you're never going to achieve that significance. You may achieve some some modicum of success, but never going to achieve that significance. So, much like a band or an actor or a you know, I don't know, a president of a university, if we want to impact the world uh, and make it a better place, and I, I you know, I'm not saying kumbaya here, but you know, I mean, I like I like making the world a better place in a capitalistic way, you know, but we have to achieve some level of significance in order to have the influence we want to have uh, in, in the well, world. Well, and the way I look at it, I mean, this is every business neck is that you know, there's two things that we have to do really well. One is to go ahead and deliver a great client experience. And again, whether it's music, whether it's selling widgets, professional service consulting, so on, we've got to deliver a great experience. And there's a lot of people you and I both know that are very talented and doing a great job. And they've kind of nailed that experience, but they haven't scaled it up. And the way to scale it up is marketing. You got to get more people aware of what you're doing and you know, and one of the best ways of doing that is standing out from the crowd and in, in what you call celebrity branding. You know, how do, you know, I, I look at this and, and, you know, I'm so busy, you know, as a fellow entrepreneur, I can see most of the entrepreneurs going, okay, I've heard this before. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm working hard in my business. I'm delivering a great client experience. I'm frustrated as heck as my competitors are having more success than me. They're, you know, maybe they're on TV, maybe they've written books but they don't know what I know and they're not doing as good a job for their clients. I mean, you've heard that a lot. I'm, I'm sure, sure of that. Yeah. You know, we both have. And, uh, and so, 
you know, how, how did it with this busy schedule and all these things, you know, they, they get caught up with that. Geez, I, I don't have time to become a TV star, even if I knew what I'm doing. I don't have time to write a book. Uh, you know, you want me to do all this creative stuff. I'm not a creative guy. I deliver a great experience. How do you help entrepreneurs kind of get through all that? Well, so at the beginning of the, to, to get started in general, first of all, you, you have to differentiate yourself. If not, here, here's the real problem is that um, let's say you're a whatever widget business trainer. I'll use an example of like a brain surgeon. So if, if you or I need a brain surgery and we went to visit, uh, you know, two different brain surgeons, I, I guarantee you that based on credentials and how good of a job they do, we couldn't differentiate between the two because, first of all, I have no idea what makes a brain surgeon doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And, and while brain surgery is, is an extreme example, I think all of your clients and prospects, no matter what business you're in, they don't understand why you are doing a better job than the guy down the street either. They say, if you're a financial advisor, a butcher, baker, candlestick maker, lawyer, they think you're all the same. And, and that's, that's our fault as, as professionals, entrepreneurs. We haven't done a good job differentiating. I mean, I know, you know, I went to law school, I, I passed the bar, I did entertainment work. And the first thing that would happen when, once, you know, I, I passed the bar or once I started doing some legal work, people would start asking me questions about divorces and child support and litigation, all these things I knew nothing about. But people just automatically assumed that I'm, I, I was a lawyer, I must know about these things. So first thing we have to do is differentiate and niche down. So, you know, the first, one of the first things I teach people is like, look, you know, my service could help any entrepreneur or professional. The problem is I can't afford to reach every entrepreneur and professional. So what I've got to do is I've got to niche down into some sort of defined niche where I can figure out this is a group of people who I can resonate with pretty quickly and I can do business with them. I can grow my business that way. I can be everywhere they are looking. So they think I'm everywhere because it's everywhere they're looking. I'm not everywhere. I'm just everywhere they're looking. And I can generate enough revenue to then move to a second, third, fourth, fifth niche as verticals in my business. So I think the, the key is, first of all, niching down so that you can speak the language of the person who is looking for you. So for instance, if I'm going to market to personal trainers, um, you know, and I'm a personal branding consultant. I need to be able to cover in their language the things they normally experience, the objections they normally get, the objections they would have to building their own brand, uh, all these things. But I can't. There's no way I can do that if I don't focus on some level of a niche to begin with, and then I've got to speak their language so they then begin to trust me. So I, I think it's niching down, differentiating, well, let's, and then let's, figure let's out go, how. Let's go to niche down because I think sure. that's such a powerful term. You know what what happens? I see so many, you know, uh, really fellow entrepreneurs. I have the privilege of working with some of the most successful financial advisors, and also you and I are in a bunch of mastermind groups together sure. with entrepreneurs and. And I see you know, there's a pattern of success, and I, I have the research on the financial advisor side is that the majority of the most successful ones, they narrow down to a niche. Not that they can't serve other people, but they ha- create a primary focus. And once you create that primary focus, two things happen. One, the marketing side that you're bringing that is so important that you can emerge in the center of that community. And the second that you said was that you can understand their language and be in a better position to serve them. And, and this is, you know, so often, Nick, I, I find that a lot of people think that they're giving up something if they niche down, as you're saying. They're, you know, the, all those opportunities they're walking away from. And what they don't realize is, boy, they can go to that niche and really dominate it. And then, you know, of course, they can expand from that if they want. 
But you know, dominating a niche, uh, certainly nationally, can be an unbelievable business. Absolutely. I mean, the people who I know who dominate niches typically are making more money and having more fun than the people who I know who are who are serving everybody. You know, I mean, in our agency, I mean, we we serve we serve a lot of people. I mean, twenty two hundred clients is a lot, but you'll find that they're they're pretty distinctly into four or five different niches. And again, some people I know the most money are guys who only. You know, they're the guys who, who you can't really explain what they do to your friend. You just you know they're successful. You know they make a lot of money, but they run like a niche marketing firm for IRA only captive brokers. You know, I mean something like that. It's just like totally, totally niche. But they're like they're the only guy who speaks the language as well as the as their clients, and they're the, they're the expert. And at the end of the day. One of my mentors, Dan Kennedy, says, you know, the higher you go up the ladder of affluence, so the more money people have to spend, the more you get paid for who you are rather than what you do. So let's just give an easy kind of stereotypical example. If, if you're in Beverly Hills and you are the plastic surgeon that all of the uh, country club wives want to go to, well, there's a million plastic surgeons that can do the same surgery, but everybody wants to go to Dr. Smith. And because it's, it's part of like the whole deal is that I, well, I got my work done by Dr. Smith. And that's kind of a stupid example, but mm -hmm. you get the point. They get paid more for who they are than what they do. Because at the end of the day, I, I guarantee you, your clients and prospects don't really know what you do and how it's different than what someone else would do for them, but they know they need it. And so they got to pick somebody. So they'd rather have the guy who has the best reputation at that. Hey, you know, a lot of my clients hire me because it becomes, it becomes a credibility builder for them that their, their agent is an Emmy award winner is a whatever. So that I'm actually now giving them ammunition in their business to, to, to look bigger and better too. So it's, a, it's just an interesting. Well, way and when we survey, we do all kinds of surveys in the financial services industry and then also in the, uh, the affluent people with a million or more financial assets. And what we find is, you know, Nick, you're exactly right. 91% of them want to work with an expert. Why not? I mean, you know, they've got a choice. And, you know, why go to the one next door? You know, I want to go with somebody, you know, who's kind of at least got an implied endorsement. He's got a best-selling book. He's written papers. He's on TV. He must be good. You know, you and I know that by itself doesn't mean that they are. But so many things have become commoditized in today's world that you need to stand out. You absolutely do. Well, it's funny. I, you know, quick story on the weekend. I was out filming. I'm, I'm filming a documentary on Peter Diamandis right now, the, the author of Abundance. And, uh, you know, we were flying. I was flying with my crew from Santa Monica to Mojave to Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic because yeah. we were going to be interviewing Richard and filming a bunch of stuff for the day. And, and I, we had to get there, so I rented a helicopter to get us there. Well, when the pilot showed up, you know, nice girl, but young girl. And I was like, man, I would, if you had given me like a Vietnam helicopter pilot and like given me like, just upcharge me like three to four to 500 bucks, I would have paid it all day long. I mean, it, it was just such an evident place where I would have paid a lot more for at least perceived expertise. It is. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is something that, uh, you know, the hours do count at flying. I used to be a pilot in the Navy. <laughs> so I do know there's a little experience isn't too bad. But it, it, you know, it's that differentiation. One of the things I want to dive into, uh, Nick, is media. You know, media has changed so much. You know, so we're, we're talking about awareness. We kind of touched on some of the tools, you know, whether it's you know, the video, like what we're doing today. I mean, you and I are talking. You're in Florida. I'm in Silicon Valley. We're, we're on Skype. I mean, uh, you know, to produce this podcast is, is, is basically free in today's world. I mean, the incremental cost is free. 
uh, or a few dollars. And you know, creating videos, creating books, I mean, the cost has gone down and we've got these media, you know, the, all the evolution that's changed now where before for you and I to be an author, I can remember my first book that I wrote in the, the early 90s and how hard a process it was to get with a first tier publisher and all that. The world has changed. How has it changed, Nick? So let's start with, with a couple of concepts that I think really bring it all into clarity and then we can delve down from there. But um, there, there's two main concepts I teach, one called the business trifecta and one called the secret formula for media success. And, and here's what they are. And the business trifecta is there's really three things you have to have for your business to run on all cylinders. The example I give is when I turned 16, I bought my first car. It was a Daihatsu Charade. It was sweet. Um, you know, it, and it actually had three cylinders. I didn't even know they made three-cylinder cars, but they did. And I live in Florida, and so you know, I used to have to turn off the air conditioner to get on the interstate. And <laughs> as you can imagine, my dates didn't love this because Florida is a pretty hot place. <clears throat> but one time I went to get like an oil change or some service on my car, and the mechanic goes, Nick, did you know your car was only running on two cylinders? I said, I had no idea. So he told me how much it would be to fix it. I begrudgingly paid it. I paid it, but then all of a sudden, I could keep the air conditioner on while I got in the interstate. And, man, my dates were much happier, bliss forever after, right? And, and the reason I give that story is kind of funny, but most business owners listening to this probably aren't even running on two cylinders, probably on one. And there's really three cylinders that make up this business trifecta that you need to be operating on in order to be growing your business at full capacity and full speed. And that is media, marketing, and PR. So let's run through what those three things really mean right now. Media is any medium you use to tell your story. So it can be anything from video like this, I mean, audio, a podcast, a CD, it can be DVDs, it can be, we do what we call branded films we make for people, um, an entire film about you and your business. It can be a book, it can be a special report, a sales letter, a website, any of those things are media. They are mediums for telling your story. Okay, so you got to use them to effectively tell your story to differentiate. Then secondarily, you have uh, PR. PR is where a lot of people just, punt, we'll call it. They think that, man, I can't really figure out this marketing thing. It seems kind of difficult, but if I just pay a PR firm and they get me in some magazines on some TV shows and stuff, they get me some media, then my business is going to blow up. Well, not the case at all. PR really is just a validation of who you say you are, whether that's online, people, people finding press releases about you that validate who you are because they're written in third person and you can actually write them yourself and put them out there, or if they are... Um, if they go from, uh, sorry, my monitor just quit, quit on me here. I want to make sure my camera's still working. Yeah, right, there we go. Sorry. There we go. Um, so, uh, or if they are, you know, press mentions. Um, I often ask the question, you know, what, when was the last time you, you saw a TV show? Like, let's say Good Morning America. Well, first of all, I don't, that might even be on right now. We're not watching it. So <laughs> the best thing you get out of being on Good Morning America is being able to say you're on Good Morning America because, you know, look, a lot of people aren't watching it. And when was the last time you watched someone get interviewed on TV or you were reading a newspaper article or a magazine and you, someone was quoted and you put down everything you were doing and said, this person is brilliant, I must do business with them, and you tried to find them, you called them, and you gave them money. It doesn't happen. PR really is just for credibility. But a lot of people pay a lot for that, and then 
they don't get business, and then they go out of business because they ran out of money. And then there's marketing. Marketing is really the only thing that will drive revenue. It's 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 the practice of of getting people excited and making them want to buy from you, giving them a desire, creating your own demand. So you must have media, marketing, and PR, all three of these things working together in your business in order to be running on all cylinders. Now, just the second thing to tie it all together, and then we can kind of delve down if you want, is what I call the secret formula for media success. So we talked about media. There's two types of media, mass media and what we'll call direct media. Mass media, again, television, radio, newspapers, magazines, awesome for a couple things. Credibility and awareness, like we talked about. Not great for generating revenue. Direct media is any type of media that you would, you know, when we talk about direct marketing, we talk about the, the concept of creating a, a list, building a list of people who are in the market for your services. So if you sell, I don't know, if you sell... Harleys, you want to be, you don't want to be marketing to people who wouldn't be interested in Harleys. Or if you sell financial planning, you want to be selling to people who can afford financial planning, have money, and all these things. So direct media is the concept of taking a list of people who've like opted in or been referred to you, but people who actually could and would maybe hire you, creating your own media. So like we talked about, DVDs, CDs, sales letters, websites, newsletters, magazines, all that stuff, and then sending that media that you've created to the people who actually could buy from you and <clears throat> making offers. It really is just direct marketing. What happens though is in direct marketing, direct media and direct marketing, the, the, the good news is you can spend as much time, energy, and effort as you want. You can control the budget. The bad news is that people still know it's a marketing message. You can hide it pretty well, but still at the end of the day, people will figure out you're making an offer. And so the secret formula for media success is just taking mass media credentials and credibility and then inserting them in your direct marketing. And if you can do that, you really have a win because you can go out with a sales letter or a postcard and you know, might say, uh, hi, I'm Nick Nancy. You might have recently seen me on NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, E, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, or perhaps you've read one of my 36 best-selling books or seen me in Wall Street Journal, USA Today News. Now, that's a facetious example, but you get the point. People would say, man, have I been in a coma? How come I haven't heard about this guy? And it's just because I've been on when they haven't been watching, which is typically what always happens. So at the end of the day, you've got to use direct media to make your offers, but you're, much more, you're perceived much more as an expert if you have mass media credentials and credibility inserted in that direct media. Yeah, that's great, Nick. You know, I, I haven't heard it kind of explained that way. I think it's really powerful bringing that together. You know, the because what we can do, we can't control mass media. We just can't control who's out in front of it, what it's, what's going to be said, and so on. But there's still so much credibility there that's available. And, and because all the media outlets, there's so many more anymore, you know, it's not as difficult when there was only three channels. You know, to get on was a big deal. But today, to get on and have that credibility and then to take it and put it in our direct response content and then the marketing that we're doing with that media. I mean, that, you know, that, that really comes together exceptionally well. Let, let, let me take that. And Nick, you know, you, you've been doing, you know, one of the things I love about working with you is that you are walking the talk. So help me, um, let me go to the segment here. What, what was your big breakthrough? I mean, what, you know, where did that come? Because, I mean, you, you know, I've, I've known you. I mean, you were already successful when I first met you. But, I mean, you've been just, you know, accelerating like crazy. And, you know, what, what was a big breakthrough? 
Uh, the, the big breakthrough, uh, there were several, and I'll try to see if I can uh, articulate them. Those two concepts that I explained to you, first of all, were probably my biggest breakthroughs because I realized that there was no, there was no magic about the guys who were getting media. And the, the thing about media is media begets more media. You know, I've recently been quoted in the USA Today twice about Britney Spears' Las Vegas show. I don't know anything about this. I've been quoted about the Beatles. I've been, because people look me up and find that I've already been quoted about celebrities and branding, so I must know something about this and they'll quote you. So I think just understanding that there really was, <clears throat> there was no magic formula for anybody to be, you know, to be dominating like they were. It was just understanding how to use media marketing and PR together in order to, to not only be out in the media, but actually to be making revenue from it, mm -hmm. because that's where a lot of people lose too. They'll get really excited and caught up and I'm just going to do media. Well, good luck with that because no, people aren't paying you to do it, first of all. And then you've got to still be able to use it to drive revenue. And, <clears throat> you know, Good Morning America doesn't let you have 30 minutes to make it an infomercial. So th those were huge for me. And then also um, my first book, man, Celebrity Branding you literally changed everything practically overnight. And, and it was the understanding that my business partner had had several books out before. He had a, uh, a book deal on McGraw-Hill. Um, I saw how that went. I, I just assumed that when he said we should write a book, you know, I, I thought he was talking about an e-book and he wasn't just talking about a real physical book because you know, he told me that you know, an ebook will never give you the credibility that a real physical book will. I mean, here's one of my books right here. And, you know, you, I used to joke around, you can see how much I know. And it's <laughs> kind of funny, but it, it'll thump on a desk, but it's really influential. And so what happened was I, he taught me that you don't make money by selling books. You make money by having a book. And so let's just get a book out the fastest, easiest way possible. Thankfully, I had studied up from one of the consultants, McGraw-Hill, and my partner and all them had hired to make their book a bestseller. I, I studied it, and I, I followed the formula, and we, we hit seven bestseller lists um, but then I had the credibility because of the book and because it's a bestseller <clears throat> to travel around the country and what I did was I found existing marketing groups people who were talking about marketing so groups of entrepreneurs anyway that were interested in marketing I would reach out to the head of the group and say hey on my own dime I'll fly to your meeting I'll give you email copy and promotions to get people excited to come to the meeting. I'll give everybody in the room a free copy of my best-selling book if you'll let me just teach for an hour and then tell people about how I work. So I did that. I, I flew around. I gave away a thousand copies of my book and I did my first seven figures in business the 12 months after I had that book because, <clears throat> I mean, look at the formula. I had credibility. I found rooms full of people who were interested in my services. I was set up correctly to be the speaker, the best-selling author coming in town. I built reciprocity by giving them books. I even then would have them, they would line up and I would sign it for them. And I'd make offers and I sold people media and PR packages in a way that no one else was ever selling them. But I really wouldn't have been able to do that had I not had the book. The book was really my ticket into those meetings where they go, okay, well, if I say this best-selling author's coming, um, okay, yeah, I mean, I think, I think I can get people in the room for that. Oh, you're going to give them a book too? Well, that's awesome. This is like a no-brainer. Wait, you're covering your travel too? Yeah, sure. I'll pay a thousand bucks to get there. I'll sell, you know, I'll sell fifty or a hundred thousand. So that was that was really big break. No, that's great. I mean, and and really, Nick, if I were going to share just a second, my biggest uh, breakthrough was a book too with McGraw Hill, my very first one, uh, the Prudent Investor Guide, and it just, you know, it ended up doing close to a hundred thousand copies, and I didn't know what I was doing and what happened, and some of the same things you just said. And when it, you know, it just took off. And uh, as a financial advisor, all of a sudden I was an expert, even though nothing was different other than I right. had a book at that time. Let's, let's go ahead and go to the next segment. What are you passionate about now? What are you doing that you're most passionate about? 
Man, I'm doing a lot of things I'm passionate about. I've, I've, <laughs> I've figured out a couple things. Um, I have, uh, I'll give you this example. We, we just did a, a documentary, a three-part documentary series for a financial advisor. Um, he had a medical emergency, and so I encouraged him to not cancel his seminar and to run his documentary, the first two parts of it, instead. Well, he had the same exact closing ratio as if he were there. So I think you understand what that means. That means he can – he now has freedom. He doesn't have to be at his own seminars. He can run 20 seminars at the exact same time. He can run 100 seminars at the same time in 100 cities across the country, around the world, whatever he wants. That's a freedom for me. That's one I'm really excited about, helping people get that freedom by telling their story the best way possible one time and then being able to help the people who it's appropriate for. That's one. And secondarily, um, I just joined the Innovation Board on the X Prize, you know, where mm -hmm. Peter Diamandis, who you and I both know are solving the world's grandest challenges. I've always been huge into trying to figure out how to give back, uh, even when I didn't have money. Um, and and you know, I, I'm not you know, uh, I'm not a billionaire or anything by any means right now. But it's been really fun to, to kind of give till it hurts, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm excited about that, and it's always come back in spades. And then just another project I'm excited about right now. We're also uh, I'm raising money and taking 20 entrepreneurs down to Mexico. To we're filming a documentary on reversing poverty, and we're building an entrepreneur center for some indigenous. Uh, Mexicans that live in the mountains of Oaxaca that want to want to become entrepreneurs. So yeah, th those are some fun things. That you and I about. are both passionate about entrepreneurship, but what I, I want to go back to the very first passion and, and, you know, no matter what industry you're in, you know, again, I, I go that nail and then scale. Once you got a business going, I mean, there's never been a better time, you know, when you're delivering a great client experience to use, you know, the media, everything that we're talking about, the media marketing PR strategy that's, uh, you know, the trifecta, that Nick's talking about uh, to scale up. You know, you got to have that niche. Don't try to, you know, take on the whole world. But you can make such a difference so quickly in today's world if you once you are delivering a great experience. You know, prototype it, pilot it. You know, work with a small group. You don't have to try to do everything at once. But then scaling it up. I mean, this is where technology, you know, the changes in media have just made it so uh, fantastic. Hey, Nick, you know, one of the things you travel a fair amount. And uh, we have a segment. Let me go to it. And this is the application of the day. And I'd love to have you share kind of your, you know, what, what you're using on your smartphone that you'd like to share with your fellow entrepreneurs. Yeah, um, one of the things I'm using right now, I, I am waiting for my Beam robot so I can drive around my house while I'm not there and, <laughs> and, and play with my kids and tuck them into bed sometimes when I'm not there. Uh, thankfully, I'm only gone, that's my, my agreement is I'm only gone seven nights a month, which has been great for everybody. But when I'm not there or when I'm at work, you know, I often want to know what's going on at home or when my wife is notoriously great at taking care of our children and bad at answering her phone. So sometimes I worry because I can't reach her. So my favorite app is called DropCam. You can just buy these cameras at Best Buy or Amazon. They're $200. They're HD webcams that you just hook up. You actually hook them up to your phone by Bluetooth and you log them into your Wi-Fi and you just plug them in anywhere in your house and they will run all the time. You can cloud record if you want, but essentially I've got five cameras in my house uh, that I can just go on my phone anytime I want or on, my, on the internet. I mean, I'm looking at it on my other screen right now. I can see my daughter's bedroom. She's three. I got a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and three-year-old. My daughter takes naps still and my wife and I sometimes would like to try to run or work out in the middle of the day, but we were like running our cul-de-sac, but the, her baby monitor wouldn't reach far enough. 
So I put one of these drop cams in her bedroom so we could just run with our cell phone and turn it on and through Wi-Fi I could see, make sure she wasn't waking up or crying or anything. And then of course I can see if the kids are running around or doing something they shouldn't be doing. I can see the front door. I can see the back door. I make sure no one's breaking in the house. I can make sure no one's stealing my TVs on my back porch. So it's, it's just been a really fun app and you can talk through it. The people on the other side cannot see you, but I can see them and I can actually talk to them through the app. So it's, it's been a cool app. It's a free app and the cameras are 200 bucks a piece. It's, it's been revolutionary. No, it's for me. great. Uh, I, I actually have to give that a try. Let me go to the next one. Uh, and this is the book of the day. And, you know, I know you have a new book out and I, uh, I'm not going to let you talk about any other book. I want you to talk about your book. Let me put it on the screen, the Amazon page. And, uh, you know, it's story selling. You and I are love stories. And, uh, I, I mean, I've just, it's not only everybody loves stories, but knowing how to use stories to effectively, uh, generate business and awareness and, you know, and the content to, to use your trifecta. I mean, tell, tell us about the book. Yeah, so the book is called Story Selling. Again, I mentioned that I've been creating documentaries for nonprofits as well as, you know, professionals and entrepreneurs for the last three or four years. You know, we've won three Emmys, like you mentioned. And so I knew it worked, but I'd never really sat down to read and figure out the research behind why it worked. So what we did is we kind of took our formula for telling you know, for selling without selling by telling your brand story, which is what we've been doing through the documentaries and the books we've been publishing for people. We have 1,500 authors we published at this at this point and made them bestsellers. And so we we sat down, we did all the research behind why why does this really work? We found you know, of course, Harvard research and DARPA research and uh, brain you know brain chemistry and why why storytelling really works, why it builds trust. It actually emits chemicals in the brain. It makes people put themselves in your shoes. It does does all these things to create the empathy and the trust that we want. So we, we wrote the book and now we've kind of laid out our entire formula for everyone to read so that, you know, whether you can afford to have us make a documentary on you or not, you can follow this formula, which really will change the game for you. Uh, that's great. Now, give me, you know, you've, you've worked with so many uh, entrepreneurs. We're in, uh, I think we're in three mastermind groups together. I don't know, you know, Joe Polish, Genius Networking. I know you work with Dan Sullivan, a strategic yep. coach, and those are two of the big you know, partners on this AESNation.com and then uh, Peter Diamandis, uh, his Abundance 360. And, and so we're, we're not only in our businesses, but in these masterminds, you and I have grown an awful lot by hanging out with other entrepreneurs. And really at AESNation.com, you know, what we're trying to do here is create a, one of the largest virtual uh, masterminds for successful entrepreneurs. And I want you to think about this for a second. With all those entrepreneurs that you've worked with, what's the, you know, what's the entrepreneur insight, that one insight you want to share you know, with the thousands of entrepreneurs we have watching this video or listening to the audio podcast? So the entrepreneurs that I know that are the most successful do something that's counterintuitive to, to our human nature. And it is that when they see something that's working for somebody else, they don't say, that won't work for me. Or like they're listening to a podcast like yours, maybe this one. Yeah, that, that sounds great, but it, I have compliance. I can't do that. Or No, they don't, they don't do that. They say, 
what, how can I make that work for me? What tweaks can I make to that system that's already making someone else money, that's already working for thousands of people all around the world, and how can I make that work for me? And I think if, if the entrepreneurs I know ask that question an awful lot, that anything they see, they ask that one question, how can I take the best of that and make it work for me? Yeah, I mean, you and I have sat in many mastermind groups. Sometimes you're sharing advice, sometimes I'm sharing our success things. And what's always interesting is the most successful people in the room are the most fully engaged and yeah. you can see they're taking notes and they're going, okay, I can make that work in my business. And they, and not only do they think that, but by the next day, if not that day, many of them, uh, you know, are just getting on the phone with their team and say, Hey, we got to try this. And they I, test, test, test. I'm out of the room at, Joe Polish's and Dan Sullivan's like half the day. I had to tell him, don't be offended. It's not that I don't like it. I literally am implementing. Like we talked about something. Yeah. I got an idea. I'm calling the team, man. They're 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 going into action. Like I don't want to just write this down for a day and then you're do gonna, it. You're gonna do it. And this is, you know, in marketing particularly. Um, you know, if you're brain surgeon, it's ready, aim, fire. But in marketing, it's ready, fire and aim and it's that testing component you know giving it a try you can do in today's world with what we're talking about you can do such small tests nick let me go to the last segment here that i need some help with you and this is resources and i i want i know you've got a ton of resources let me pull up your website i'm pulling up for those of you who are listening uh it's celebritybrandingagency.com and nick's got all kinds of things here nick just you know, for someone who's trying to you know get up to speed on this and bringing it all together, you know, what's available there? Sure. So I mean, we got tons of blogs and articles and stuff. You actually, we actually have an opt-in there. Uh, if you want a free copy of our book, Celebrity Branding You, uh, you can just download it right there. We'll give you the the ebook for free. And uh, because you're listening to this podcast uh, and, and you're a friend of John's, if you want to email info at celebritybrandingagency.com, we'll also send you a, a free PDF of uh, ebook copy of Story Selling. We got a lot of resources. We do teleseminars, webinars, lots and lots and lots of education all the time. So we got a ton of resources there for you to enjoy. And of course, you know, if you need something directly, you can feel free to reach out to us and myself or my team members be glad no, to help. Nick, uh, this is great. Let me uh, play the last segment where I'll, I'll share what I, my key takeaways are. And, you know, this is all for those entrepreneurs. If you're going to go out and create action, this is, you know, massive deliberate action is really what makes all this stuff work. And, you know, number one, I, I love the trifecta, uh, you know, thinking of it, the media, the marketing, PR. You know, how to use that. And, and boy, in today's world, it's gotten better and better and better. Second is recognize that almost across every industry, we've become commoditized. And as we become commoditized, the need to stand out has never been uh, more important. And the, the, the best way to differentiate yourself is your story. Most of us think of ourselves as boring and there's not anything there. Well, the reality is there is. All of us have a story and, and we can differentiate ourselves effectively and it's our story and it's one of the true ways. And the, the last, uh, Nick, I mean, you've talked about it, you've done it yourself personally, you've done it for you know, thousands of fellow entrepreneurs, is to use media to really scale up and make it automatic. And I mean, this is, uh, you know, get that client experience first going well and then start testing the media. Your ability in within a niche in the community to emerge and be that expert has never been better. 
and the ability to scale it up. I mean, we're seeing it over and over again. Nick, I wanna thank you for spending the time with us and to really share so many insights. Uh, you're making a huge difference and your fellow entrepreneurs, if they take your advice and they go out and execute, not only are their current clients gonna thank them, they're gonna love that they're working with an expert, but their future clients, there will be a steady stream of pre-qualified, pre-endorsed people coming to them. Let's go out and make a difference. Wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.